Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey guys, this week on Backchat, we've got Toby Green. Yes, that's right, the captain of the GWS Giants, an inaugural member of that team. We go through his journey from the start of his football career, moving from Melbourne to Sydney, all the way through to the highs of highs, a little bit of the lows of the lows as well. Great chat from Toby. We don't see much of him in media land, so incredibly privileged to sit down for a short period of time while we're in Sydney. Uh, it's a good one. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Give us a rating and follow Back Chat on YouTube to watch all of our episodes. Radio still in Sydney, back chat, powered by Fleet Network. We love them. Thank you very much, Fleet Network. Thanks, Fleet Network. Uh, we are privileged to be joined by, look, I, I think top three player in the AFL, got to be said. Um, I've said that Huge. in mainstream, but no one really cares what I have to say over there. We are joined <laughs> by the captain of the GWS, Toby Green, mate. How are you? Good, boys. How are you going? Thanks yeah, for having me. Very good. Thanks how's for that, coming. How's that extra hot coffee going over there? It's good. No, it's good. Yeah, Roberto's done a good job. <laughs> what, did <you> say? <laughs> what did you say? You got a burnt tongue. I got a, yeah, drinking too much tea over the years. My, I've just got... I need them really hot, yeah. How good. I, I just it's just the tongue it. of an 80-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't love it anymore. Now, um, we start every episode the same, Toby. I know you're a big fan of Backchat, but I'll, just in case you haven't listened to any episodes, <laughs> um, we ask the same question to our guests right off the top. Yeah. We know you're a good player, right? I've just said top three player in my mind. Uh, you've won best and fairest. You've been an inaugural GWS. You're a captain of an AFL side, right? We know you've like, – that's great. But I want to tell you we don't care yeah. off the top, all right? We know you're a good football player, right? I've played on you. You're fucking good, okay? But to start, I want to know your greatest sporting achievement, not on the football field, right? Footy players can play footy. Yeah, good. Good on you. Kick a uh, ball, market, whatever. Correct. Dan yeah. Const, um, five, five for 16. 16. Yeah. Grand final, cricket yeah. match. Bowling absolute pies. Um, also, the- javelin. Handy with that. Yeah, I heard that yesterday. Yeah. You're a javelin thrower, you reckon? Yeah. <laughs> I was an 80-metre hurdle champion as an under-nine, state champion. Yeah, right. That's um, good. Yeah, very good. What have you got? I know you've got something. Um, You'd be. You, he strikes me as a player, a person that's just good at Little laughs. I reckon nah, there's some little laughs. I reckon he's something, nah. something more rogue, dart champion or something. Well, <laughs> well I still play it to this day. We have a um, – it's probably not my greatest, but it's what means the most to me. Um, good. My uh, Red Rockets team, I'm captain of that. We play at Boxing Day every year. It's 11 on 11 soccer game against my other best mate who's captain of the Blue Sonics. Wow. And it's six all, so we've played for 12 years now. Wow. Um, and pretty much don't game. talk to them for like the week leading into it and the <laughs> week after. So New Year's are always Red Rocket New Year's and Blue Sonics New Year's. Wow. Um, means a lot. Um, gets gets heated. And yeah, we got done last year 2-1. Um, pulled it back to six all full, full field. Size. Yeah, we get a um, my stepdad's umpired a couple of times and he's given up because it's too much abuse. <laughs> um, and then so we try and try and get people to umpire, but no one's putting their hand up anymore. But is it the same teams every same every teams? Year? Yeah, is there ins and outs? There's ins and outs. I've had to drop a few, yeah. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I'm happy with the team at the moment. We just didn't perform last year. Where do you play? You put yourself forward or? No, not a, not many of the boys can get up and down the field, so I have to play centre mid. So I think the Red Rockets. Yeah, and the Blue the well, Sonics. That's bloody unreal. Good. So screw the Origin. We got, yeah, no, this this, this is big. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Toby Green's great. The captain, either captain, either captain, coach. Yeah, captain, coach, and um, motivational <laughs> speaker. Unreal. So where do you play that back home? Yeah, just at a park in uh, Glen Iris. Yeah, unreal. So there you go. Toby Green's greatest sporting achievement, not on the football <laughs> field. What about your first car? We asked people our first car stories. So Fleet Network powering the podcast this year. Uh, Novated Leasing. Tell you what, if you need a car, you go and sort see them. They'll sort you out. Fleetnetwork.com.au. What was your first car? Can you remember it? Yeah, I can. It was a. Um, I didn't get. I didn't have a car when I got drafted. I didn't have my license, so I, I got it up here. It was um, Subaru Outback. Subaru Outback. Nice. Color. Great. Oh, my brother's still got it. Actually, it's. Um, I don't know how it's still going. <laughs> it's not like it's pretty much not. But he um he really yeah drove it into the ground. Was it manual? Was it old? Was it new when you got it? No, I would have been a two thousand and one probably model. Something <laughs> Unreal. Like. How'd, how'd you get around then when you got drafted without Jesse Cameron and uh, he had to drive me everywhere. We were living in Breakfast Point. <laughs> yeah, you guys had a you guys. So you're in the inaugural GWS side. You you were living in like a it was like a village. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it is. It's oh yeah, it's like a sort of like a retirement sort of village, but um, we were all eighteen. Yes, they, they didn't love us, but um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was good fun though. Well, that year we had you know thirty eighteen year old sort of boys who got drafted all together, so it was different, very different to what anyone else probably who gets drafted will ever experience. Well, um, we'll get to that in a little bit, but I want to take you further back. Your your upbringing as a kid, what 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 was it, mate? Were you a sport? Was it a sporty family? Was it? Was it, you know, bouncing from footy to athletics to basketball? Can yeah. you reflect on growing up? Yeah, our footy was a huge part of it. Um, Dad, Dad sort of was um, old De La Salle, um, played down there and was a bit of a like, club legend down there. So I remember every Saturday afternoon going down to watch them at Dairy Bell Park and that was a huge part of my childhood. Still got a few mates who I used to do that with every Saturday. Um, yeah, and our basketball athletics were also pretty big at the time. Um, basketball, yeah, basketball was big back in the day. I, I used to think I was pretty good, but no one believes me at the club. Um, <laughs> my girlfriend's a really good basketballer, so um, I'll try and tell her. So you're the second best basketballer in your family? Yeah, well, she's she's in actually very good, yeah. <laughs> you run the point? Yeah, well, she, she, she does, yeah, yeah. She's a point guard, um, good shooter, good handles. Facilitator, she calls herself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so growing up, Wesley College boy, um, from 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 what I've seen, uh, you know, tell me if I'm wrong or speaking out of, out of point, your mum worked her ass off to get your kids a great upbringing, like yeah. great school. Yeah, she did. She was, um, yeah, huge for us growing up and, you know, I got two two younger brothers who were similar to me. We weren't the best behaved teenagers or kids, so it was it was hard work for her, no doubt. Um, um, and yeah, so I went I went to Wesley from year seven. I was lucky enough to my one of my best mates' dads was head of sports, so he gave me a half scholarship. So that was good. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Mark. <laughs> um, but um, well, he looks like a genius now. Well, yeah, that he's probably the only one that sort of sort of my or what he thought was potential back then or you know i'd never made a really a rep team till i was 17 18 so um but we had a yeah wesley was great fun a lot of my best mates from there still and we had a bloody good footy team as well you look like a competitor i've played on you see you play your biggest attribute looks like your determination your competitiveness does that come from mum dad both oh a bit of both i think yeah bit of yeah no definitely a bit of both i think um Mum's certainly got some uh, mongrel in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's bloody good. So growing up, you're Wesley College. Um, look, I was in the APS as well. You're always pretty shit when I, I was going yeah, through. We were, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> were, you a, were you a forward growing up? Like, I mean, you, you, you're playing forward now, but I know you came to the AFL, you're a midfielder. What, what were you when you were going through your school years? I was actually... Uh, Don't I, tell me you're back. I was, no, yeah. no, 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 no. When we won the, uh, no, when no, we won no. the flag, I played half back the whole year. Like, Who won the flag? Wesley. When I was in that team. Because we had good midfield. Because they were giving in. out scholarship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were. Um, but, um, you were a backman. 
I played halfback the whole season. Does that hurt you? I knew, no, not at all, mate. He's top three player he's in the AFL. He's, he's converted. A he's converted yeah, but, yeah, but they don't put the best players back there, mate. That's why. <laughs> so you're a backman. Yeah. That's rocked me. Is, yeah, it rocked me as well. I wanted to be a midfielder. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so and uh, under-15s as well, I reckon I did as well. So um, making sense. If you learnt, this is where you learnt your trade, <laughs> yeah, mate. Learnt, learnt Do you understand trail. that? Like, yeah. you're a good player now, but you learned how to do it in the back line, mate. Yeah, I did. I, I haven't been back there pretty much since that. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was a bit, a bit of everything growing up, yeah. Yeah, that's great, mate. Okay, so where's the college premiership player? Um, you get drafted, like you said, inaugural team for GWS. A few boys were there already, though, right? Like, you went in the, the yeah. intake of lads that were playing in the VFL. No, nah, no, nah, they were um, – yeah, there was, so, so there was, like, the pre – I don't know, pre-drafted or whatever it was. Yeah. Like, there's a few of those, like, yeah, Jezza, Tom Bug, Dylan Shield, Trelaw. Yeah. So they'd already been there a year playing, which would have been grim, playing yeah. in the VFL. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we've spoken like, to both Gold Coast and GWS lads that were in that. Did we speak from GWS? Charlie Dixon. No, yeah, Gold Coast. Did we speak to a GWS awesome. lad in the same? I feel like I don't. Else. I don't know about GWS. Definitely Gold Coast, yeah. Nick, have a look who we've spoken to. I feel like we've spoken to a GWS normal maybe. But sp- playing VFL as a G- – I mean, did you speak to those lads? Like, that would have been, like I said. Well, pretty- they, they loved it at the time, but, like, looking back, it would have – I don't know, just, like, moving away from home, playing VFL, you're 17. Yeah. You're not going to school. Like, most of them should have been in year 12. Like, yes. they're doing school up here. They wouldn't have known anyone. It would have been tough, but like they all loved it at the time, but they didn't know any better. Yeah. Um, so it would have been tough, but yeah, after that first year, I guess it felt real once we were entering the AFL. So you got drafted with Stephen Cornelio, Nick Haynes, who are both with you still, but guys like Jonathan Patton, uh, Don Tyson, uh, Will Hoskin Elliott, Taylor Adams, yeah. they're all in your GWS yeah. intake, aren't they? Yeah, Dev Smith, um, yeah. Well, Adam Kennedy was was who's still here um yeah yeah so yeah we, we had a big crop yeah um do you think do you look back at your time at the start there like as young blokes this young build of 18 year olds and i think it was a, a, like a good thing like what are your reflections on that that time yeah i loved it um yeah it was like as i said it was just really different like i, I guess like, even see the boys who come through now who get drafted or speaking of guys that you know i was friends with in year 12 who got drafted like our experience was so much different to what anyone else would have had. Um, we also, yeah, there wasn't really any expectations. Like we weren't going to be a good team. Like it was sort of boys have fun, build some camaraderie, go out every Saturday together. Like you know, they, it was pretty much encouraged. Like because they just wanted everyone to get close, and no one was from Sydney, so um, yeah, it was different. It was a different experience, but yeah, I, I had a ball. Did, I loved it. Did you feel like you were building a footy club? Because that's yeah. what you're doing. Well, yeah, we, yeah, we, no, it did, we did. And like, I guess we all, you know, we thought, I, I thought I was pretty confident we were going to be a good team in time. Um, the second year maybe was a bit harder because I think we only won one game and um, probably thought we'd be a bit better than the first year and we weren't. Um, but then I guess from the third year onwards, we, you know, that's where we started to get a lot of growth year by year. And um, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, great fun. Um, Adam Trelaw was the yes. man we spoke to. I knew we'd spoken to someone at GWS. Can you remember moments and things in those first few years where, you know, like, I don't know, learning the team song or like things that, like these are things that you guys created, right? Like, I, I don't know, the, the, the locker rooms, the... Yeah. The, well, like, I guess when we first, when we first started going to schools in our first year, we had Izzy Fallout. Um, yes. And literally, like, we'd go to schools in Penrith or Liverpool or whatever. They wouldn't know what AFL was. Like they knew who Izzy Folau was, but they actually wouldn't know what the sport was. <laughs> <laughs> so like, um, it's changed a lot. Like you know, in the last twelve years, you go out go out to schools now, and you know, there's big like sort of clubs in the Western Sydney and Ingleburn Magpies or Penrith. You know, they got a lot of kids playing AFL. So uh, I've seen the growth, and there's still a lot to go, but. Um, Literally, they didn't like they didn't know what the sport was when I first started. So you get out there with a footy and they'd be going, "What? No, what they're like, is this a rugby sevens or something?" Like that? <laughs> <laughs> um, they they uh, your first fifty games, you won five games. Like I said, yeah. it, like that's tough. Yeah, like, you, you would have come from a winning as a schoolboy, uh, junior footy, and then f- first fifty games, you win five five games. Yeah, well, 
Yeah, as I said, like the first year wasn't really any expectation. We probably knew we were going to get beaten and beaten pretty well the first year. Yeah. Um, second year we thought maybe we might, but it, it was actually harder. Like we were, we were struggling yeah, a fair bit. Um, and then, yeah, the third year I guess we started to become a bit more competitive week by week and challenge some teams. But, yeah, I mean it was it was tough but also knew sort of knew what was happening. Um, yeah. And we could see that. Oh, I mean, I'm talking on behalf of myself. I thought we were going to be a good team. Just um, had to keep yeah, keep working on our craft and getting better. Your list has like been a transitional one, right? Like you've had blokes coming in and out um, for the entire time you've been there. What what's kept you here? Because a lot of boys have left. Yeah, a lot of boys have left, but like, I think the way the club was set up, it was always going to happen like that. Um, you know, we just had an abundance of talent, really, and you can't you can't keep it all. Um, you know, there's probably a few along the journey you would have loved to keep, but, um, you know, we feel like, yeah, I, I mean, it was, it was sort of how the club was set up. Why, I, I don't know, I just always believed that, you know, I thought we were going to be a good team and, you know, I was really enjoying my footy and really, you know, I got a lot of close mates and love Sydney and I just, yeah, I never really, never, n never really wanted to get back home or never really appealed too much to me, to be honest. I know. Some people, that's a lot different. So um, it's just sort of how I went about it. Is there like a loyalty element, or is that not not a thing? Like, well, they they gave you your chance, no? Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. But I, I feel like if I, you know, when we're challenging, you know, if I am hopefully challenging in the next few years, but you know, if I win one here, I just feel like it'd be, you know, the one the greatest thing I could do. So um, that's sort of why, yeah. Um. Yeah, it's interesting. Like I just I see what you boys have built and, and like you said, you're a backman to start with, but you come into those first few years and you're a midfield like you're a proper ball winning midfielder. Like you haven't I got a few for, in your first year you had forty touches maybe. Yeah. That, ba yeah backmen don't do that, mate. Yeah, so, they were no. scrappy. That would have been little <laughs> kicks from packs. <laughs> um there wasn't too much uh, polish about them. But I mean I've never it's something I've always been good at never struggled to find in the footy it's yeah. just um yeah I, I, you know growing up as a kid is something that i was good that, that was my one wood you had some senior players in that group though stevie johnson one of those blokes not that early early days but he came to the footy club after yeah. geelong right yeah he came 2016 so Did you have a big impact on your career yeah huge well i guess that was 2016 when i started you know really sort of coming into my own as a forward um he was a huge part of that and teaching me a lot, probably more about mindset than actual craft um yeah right just installing you know like you know i was starting to get you know a really good shutdown defender every week like you know trying to make sure you own that and beat him and um and you know thinking yeah probably trying to pump myself up or he was trying to make sure that i thought that he could be the player i yeah. stuffed that up no. but like yeah he's you just, could be the player that he thought i could be the player that i was um yeah, right. And he always would challenge me and say, "Oh, you he beat you? Why did well, like it's just stuff like that? Like, yeah, I just found him really good. And wasn't as much footy craft that you know you, that you see on the TV from him. It was more, yeah, that sort of stuff. Because I've played on him a few times, and he's absolutely bathed me. So have you, to be quite frank. <laughs> and he was always sort of like a a ball winning midfielder, but just this crazy forward craft guy. So it's surprising that. It wasn't more about craft, but more about mindset, like the mentality of it. Yeah, and yeah, I guess like, yeah, as I said, like you know, sort of each week, you know, who's going to have a job to try and stop you and make sure you own that and little things that you can do to beat him, and but more so owning that and making sure you get you know the right result. Um, there's lots of craft stuff along the way, but I feel like. That's what he benefited me most for. And what about that core group of lads that you were brought in in those like, early days? Like Stephen Canelo jumps out as the you know biggest name or guy you've played the most footy with. Um, do you have pretty special bond with him? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, Cog's one of my best mate, and yeah, along with Wardy, you know Johnny Patton, early days, um, Dom Tyson. You know, we spent a, whole, a lot of time together. You know pretty much at each other's apartment every night first couple of years so good FIFA players uh cogs is good um <laughs> just imagine 18 year olds what are you doing you're playing playstation more than likely yeah big fifa comps yeah um 
yeah, no, we uh, spent a lot of time together, travelled heaps together as well. Nice, no, we've formed a great relationship over the 12 years. I think there's a lot of comparisons between GWS and Gold Coast, just given you both come into the, club, into the you know, game at similar times. Um, spoke about the five wins in 50 games, but pretty much post that, you guys have had real success. Like you had a period, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, where you went prelim final, prelim final, semi-final, grand final. I don't know if it's like that here, but I think certainly in the wider community, people probably don't appreciate that period of success you guys had. Um, do you think lessons learned along the way in that first part build you into that along with talent? Like how do you reflect on that that period? Like that's a, that's a... That's a sustained period of success, prelim finals and grand finals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 2016 sort of came, it, it sort of happened really quickly. Like, yeah. if, you know, if you had asked halfway through 2016, you know, all I think and what a lot of people might say is like we were probably the best team in 2016 by the end of it. We, we you know, we felt like we stuffed up the prelim and, um, you know, Bulldogs were bloody good on the day. But, um, we played Swans two weeks earlier and, and really touched them up and they were probably the best team at the time. Um, so it happened really quickly, like from halfway through 2016 to... And then after 2016, you know, um, you know, it doesn't just happen. Like we just, you know, we thought we, we, we'd we be a chance to have a crack at it every year and um, that's what we trained for and we were going really hard over that time. Um, they're, just, they're just hard to win and like... Richmond were bloody good, 2017, 19, you know, we probably, we limped into a grand final. We, looking back on it, we were, I don't think we are ever going to win it um, here and what some of the boys were playing with. But it was um, it was a great time. Like, yeah, it's, you know, that's what you play footy for, trying to win finals and, and put yourself in a in position to win a premiership. But, um, yeah, I guess... Maybe at the time I didn't I didn't realise how hard it was to make finals and, and win finals. You know now I realise that um, we had a bloody good team. We just um, it was a great 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 time to play footy and we yeah as I said it was just um, they're hard to win. Yeah, bloody hard. In those first couple of years when they were sort of going out and just saying you know just get out there have fun you know bond and get together and stuff like that. What at what point did they? Did that transition to like okay, like we're ready to start actually making some noise? Because obviously 2016 that first time, but was that was that the first year or was it leading up to it? Yeah, I think maybe 2015 we won I don't know maybe 10 games and we weren't quite good enough. But um, from like yeah, probably halfway through 2016, I was like, oh, like we're we're pretty good actually. Like um, we we might be a chance to have a crack at it. Um, so it's probably yeah, and then the last I don't know the last eight weeks of 2016 we were playing some really good footy and ended up finishing top four. And, yeah, that that's probably when it started and happened quicker than what I thought it was going to, if, if you had asked me the 2016 at the start of it. But, um, yeah, from the, for that next th four five-year period, um, yeah, we were, we were solid. Bit of pressure then, right? Like, you know, if it happens a bit early, then everyone's expecting it. Like, you make finals one year, then you the natural progression is, like, you get better and you keep winning more and more games. Is that, like, a, a hard thing to to handle then if it happens too early that you've got to sort of deal with pressure to keep winning and winning and winning? Yeah, I think I, I probably struggled a little bit with that at times. Like, you know, it was like the be all and end all for a few years there and it would determine my mood and, you know, really was fixated on, you know, making sure we're the best team we could be. Um, a lot more, I feel like I'm a lot more relaxed these days. Um, but um, there was, yeah, there was, there was a lot of pressure and we, um, we had, we had some shocking runs with injuries as well, which which didn't help 2017, I reckon, and 2018. Um, but yeah, there, there was there was certainly pressure there, and we thought, but we thought we were in a position to challenge. So um, it, it just comes with it. What about you personally, mate? What do you what what makes you a good AFL player? What when you, if you reflect on yourself? I know you probably don't like talking about yourself, but what if you had to go? Well, it's my skill. It's my it's my attitude. It's my mentality. Like what? What stands you apart as a good player? Um, oh, what, yeah. What's the most important? Um, but I think like I, my attitude. I think I've you know tried to. Yeah, I, I reckon I'm you know really competitive. Um, put you know and, and sort of 
got a good understanding of you know what I need to do when I need to do it. Um, um, yeah, I think as as a forward, you know, you put a lot of emphasis on you know trying to get the best out of myself and you know beat my opponent every week, um, and then sort of the craft stuff comes with it. I reckon if my attitude's good, then then all the other stuff um, sort of happens instinctively, especially as a forward. Um, so. Yeah, I think I, you know, I've always worked hard, trained hard, um, put myself in a position to get the best out of myself. But um, yeah, I think that's been what's what's helped me along the way. I reckon some people describe you as a big game player, a big moment player. There've been a lot of big moments, kick goals when goals need to be kicked, big marks, just big moments. Does does that resonate with you? Like, do you agree, or is it just you know you're just playing footy? Yeah, no, it's not like it's not something I try and be known for or, or agree with. It's just um, it's. Um, you know, that's putting myself in a position to impact the contest as much as I can, really. Um, and, you know, when the stakes are higher, you know, you feel like you need to get involved even more. Um, but, you know, it's, it's especially in fly, when to, once you're in, in the game and it's close games or things like that, um, you know, you're just playing instinctively and it's really, yeah, it's enjoyable. Do you, um, do you have uh, favourite moments across the journey, like, like moments in games, or are you sort of guy that's going week to week, doesn't look back? What, what's, yeah, you know, the, I'm assuming playing in grand finals, prelim wins. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, certainly they're certainly the highlights of my career. Um, I guess like, even like uh, I've mentioned it before, um, the 2019 when we won that prelim, like the the plane ride home, like that was one of the funnest <laughs> things I've ever had. Um, when we beat Collingwood by a point or whatever, it, I didn't play. You didn't play. No, I was suspended. So, but we, so we, you know, made a grand final after, you know, having a four years, having a crack at it. Um, yeah. And just like the excitement and the energy on the plane ride home was just, it was palpable. Um, <laughs> it was that funny. And, and just, I was just like, oh, yeah, finally, like, done, got it done, got it done, got to get a crack at playing in the grand final. You know, that's something, that's one of my best memories. Um, there's vision of you in the race. Dave Matthews, CEO's down there with you. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch, I think mean, all the boys that weren't playing were in the race watching because it was a, the game was under a goal, right? Yeah, well, we were up. Against Collingwood. Right, yeah, well, I mean, we had six or seven boys out. No one thought we'd win um, at the MCG. Collingwood, you know, probably the better team. But, um, yeah, they came really hard late. We were on, we were just, we were... Limping. We had limping. <laughs> we, had, we had a few boys that got injured that game. Um, and we're up by five goals. They probably kicked the last five goals of the game. And, and Mummy, I think, balked uh, Pendlebury on the goal line and That's kicks right. the ball out and then the siren goes. So um, <laughs> it was um, – oh, at the same time as well, I was I was bloody nervous because I thought, you know, if we lost, I'd cost ourselves. It's, it's, you know, it's on me because I got suspended the week before and – I just would have been so devastated if we had lost that um, in in a close game like that, knowing knowing that I, I should have been out there. Are you, are you normally just like a nervous watcher of sport? Because you you were like everyone looked pretty calm. You were just like banging on the well on the side, and you couldn't stand still. I'm not great at the best of times, but then once you know, like I knew I was suspended, so um, it's it was in my control. You know, I shouldn't have missed that game and. I felt like if we had a loss in a close game, then I've cost everyone a chance at the grand final. So that's probably what I was thinking as well. And that's why when the sign went, I was just so relieved and, and happy for um, for the club and um, to get a crack at it, yeah. What was going on on the plane? I want to know more about the plane. <laughs> well, I don't know if you remember that video of Amon Buchanan in the, um, when he goes like that to the Collingwood <laughs> bench. Um, there's good vision of it. It's one of the best videos of all time. Yes, this is but assistant the, coach, Amon Buchanan. Yeah, from the right. coach's box. So I think like the Collingwood fans... <laughs> They'd been giving it to all the coaches in the box in the last 10 minutes because Collingwood were coming really hard and and the coaches were trying to coach and like just ignoring it. <laughs> obviously when the siren went, just an outpouring of emotion. <laughs> and so like everyone's on the plane like reenacting it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was so funny. Um, and yeah, and just, and just like everyone else on the plane, like or just the general public, like, that they were sort of joining in with it, and <laughs> <laughs> the pilot was, you know, getting around us, and it felt like felt like really real, like it was like wow, like and got landed in Sydney and huge media and stuff like that. Like we'd we'd never really we don't really have that. Um, 
So I was like, wow, this is this is um, this is what it's all about. It was um, yeah, it was great. Do you reflect now you, you, during your career still? You, you've got opportunities to do it again, but um, uh, you know, I know you said that you weren't, you know, a, you injured, you had the injuries, all of that, not much of a chance. But you look back as a as a missed opportunity. I mean, you don't get to play in grand finals every year, do you? Yeah, no, not oh, it's yeah, it is a missed opportunity. Um, I just I just think Richmond were better than us. Like, um, yeah. um, I think we would have struggled. Yeah, no matter. Um, but I think like you know, all the, all those years we would have liked to played in them the years before that and and didn't get to. So it's definitely a missed opportunity. But um, you know, it is what it is, and keep moving forward and um, hope yeah, hopefully can build again in the next couple of years and have another crack at it. Richmond are pretty dominant in that grand final. How do you, like, the following, in regular season, you know, if you're getting smacked, you can just, all right, next game, we, got, we can come back. But when it's the last game, your last opportunity, how do you, like, three-quarter time or something, how are you still motivated to keep playing? Like, is it- yeah, I, oh, I, I, I probably blurred it out the second half. Um, but, um, yeah, obviously it was, um, you know, yeah, it was, after the game, I was pretty, yeah, pretty shattered and, um Pretty flat, and obviously I've had I had a big month like in the media, just with um, a few tribunal appearances, and um, then the grand final going like that, and I was just like I was a bit, well not sick of for you, I was just like fuck, I need to switch off. Um, I just on you know I was going to Europe, I went to Europe with Cogs like a week later, and I think that was the best thing I could have done because I just got away from footy for a month. I just needed to switch off and. Um, Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Certainly, yeah, yeah, really shattered after the game and how it went. And, yeah, I felt embarrassed losing like that. But, um, um, yeah, I guess going away, that sort of helps. When when you were a week later drinking Peronis in Lake Como, things, <laughs> yeah. things come come back to you. Do you, uh, do you, like, just stay away from footy and, like, once, once the season ends, are you, like, the sort of person that needs to not pick up a ball for a long time or do you like to just sort of get straight back into it? Big traveller. Yeah, I love my travel. Um no, I, I wouldn't say I don't pick up a ball. I like a lot. Yeah, no, I, I like, love to go away. Pretty much going away every year and and do something. I like exercise though. I, I really enjoy working out. So um, not weights, but just doing exercise. Um, but, uh, no one likes weights. <laughs> some boys love it. I just can't have it. Um, <laughs> um, but no, that, I guess yeah, going away is what I yeah I really enjoy and get um. Yeah, it just energises me, I guess. Talking about that period of success, this is take us away from footy a little bit, sort of in footy, 2016, 17, 18, 19. I don't know where it sat. It can't have been 18. May have been 19, may have been 17. GWS knocked West Coast out of the finals. You might be able to remember better than me. It was at, it was at your yeah. home. Um, 17, I reckon. I reckon uh, it could have been 17. Yeah. Um, I was emergency that game. Um, you wouldn't know too much about it, but I was the most dropped player in West Coast history. So I spent right. a bit of spent a bit of time um, watching on from the sidelines. But I was emergency a lot. So yeah. I, I was travelling emergency that week. Um, big game, elimination final. We'd sort of we, we weren't good enough to win it that year. We'd sort of got there. I think we won in overtime or something the week before against yeah, Port Adelaide. Yeah, yeah. Got to you boys. You boys rolled us completely. Smashed us. I mean, you kicked ten goals. Um, I would have stopped you, but you had a big day. <laughs> anyway, I found myself in, in, in the stands. So some some away um, away trips, you get like you're in the box, like with the coaches. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you get like a cordoned off area. 
GWS, they just say, in, in you go. General in, admission. In you go, in your kit. So you're in full kit. <laughs> so, right? so GWS at the time, you guys are going really well. It's a big fan base, all in orange. Stand yeah. out like a sore thumb in West Coast gear. Right? So it was me and Chris Marston in the stands. He was emergency as well. Both going terrifically. <laughs> and we're sitting in the middle. Like, it's not even a protected. We're literally just like walk up into the stands and find a seat and sit down. Sorry, that's my seat, mate. <laughs> Seriously, find a seat. <laughs> anyway, we're just sitting there minding our own business. Um, to be honest, like, we're getting pumped. I was like, this is just bullshit. Anyway, a couple of lads are behind us and um, start chirping some of the boys. Right? And I'm. I'm white line at the best of times, but if I'm sitting, being dropped, watching the team, not playing well, I'm very, I'm an angry customer. <laughs> so I hear the chirp and don't look back and I start chirping back, but watching forward, like watching yeah. the ground. But, you know, they'll be like, you know, I don't know, Luke Chew, you can't play. And I'll be like, um, I don't know. I was, I was going back at them, but never looked around behind them. Anyway, it got, it escalated, kept getting higher and hotter and hotter and hotter. Anyway. Without too much details, um, those two boys ended up getting escorted away by security. Right? Did you? Did you snitch? No, I was, <laughs> mate. I'm not. I'm, I may be many things. I've never snitched. Anything. I was enjoying it. It was like it was. It, had, it was gave me a bit of energy. Yeah. Anyway, we'd, we'd had it. It escalated from me watching the ground to me watching them, and we were going fully at it. Right, but blah blah blah. They get escorted away. I'm giving them the send. I'm giving them the aim on behalf. These ones. See you later, boys. They get escorted off. Anyway, West Coast out of the finals. Got a big trip um, booked in that year. Uh, GWS done in the prelim. So we went to the best and fairest. We left the best and fairest early that year, Chris Maston and I. Never told this publicly, actually. We left halfway through the BNF straight to the airport onto a plane. Yeah, right. Um, you could have been winning it, though. Yeah, well, that would have been good. Top 10 would have been nice in my career. We get on a plane to Austin, and it goes through Sydney. Right, so we go Perth, Sydney, um, and then Sydney stops. There's a bit of a layover, get back on. Anyway, we're in the emergency exit aisle, so we've got the nice leg room. Anyway, um, I'm watching the Sydney people get on, and I see these fucking two blokes, right? <laughs> it's the two blokes that have been living it. That's good. Right? And they fucking, kid you not, just like at the footy, slot in the row behind us, right? And you know who's with them? Toby Green. <laughs> so Toby Green, his two, I'm assuming, best mates were the lads that yeah, we were, yeah. we were oh, having a little scrap cool. up in the stands with. I Does think any I, of that ring yeah. any bells whatsoever? Yeah, I remember the plane. Yeah, I remember getting on the plane and I think it was Charlie. He might have said, yeah, fuck, I was having a go at him a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was like Their hearts would have sunk. It was piss funny. It, it was it was awkward, mate, because like again, like I couldn't care less about that stuff. It was hilarious, but it was just like, oh fuck, we've got an eighteen hour flight or <laughs> ten hour flight over, and Greenies with them as well. Um, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, you'll well, have to ask him about. Well, they and then they would have told me what happened in the stands. Yeah, they, that does sound like them. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> do you mate? You got a good strong group of mates from when you grew up that. Get up your footy and watch you back here in Victoria. Yeah, definitely. Got a great crew and, you know, they love, especially, I guess, the finals, sort of when everyone gets right around it and um, make the trips up or we played a few big ones at the G and they'll all get together and, and head in together. But, um, yeah, that it does, they can get vocal for sure, especially when you get a few of them together. Yeah, I, I just remember piercing myself absolutely fucking, like, losing my shit, basically. <laughs> do, do you remember, um, apart from... Your friends um, harassing you. Do you do you remember playing on Scoey much? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I remember a couple of times. Like I don't remember the, the game, how the games panned out, but I do remember it was tough. Yeah, I remember you punched me in the back a few times. I reckon. Did you? Yeah, Sounds I fucking hate that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you hate that. <laughs> what about doing punching in the back? Well, you know, just when they like yeah, you yeah. do that, like yeah. that, that infuriates me. Um, because you can't really turn around and do anything, and yeah, it's yeah. I do remember, yeah. Not this. I'm not saying this about you, but there's no that, moments. That's, you, that's usually it. that's usually what happens when someone can't ca like keep up with you. They've got to use those sort of tactics. No, no, no. It's not. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you look? I remember playing on you as well. No real specific moments either, but but um, 
you play you play like a key forward, but you're not you're not that you're not that high. Is that something you recognise that you actually play like a taller forward rather than a smaller forward? Well, you yeah, do the small forward stuff. I've realised, but I uh, well, I enjoy you know flying for marks, and I think I think I'm good one on one. So I will try and you know go for, go for my marks, but um, yeah, I guess it's just something something I enjoy. Is there any craft to that sort of high flying mark thing, or are you just jumping and and hoping for the best? Well, you got to have. I guess you got to believe that you can take the mark. You know, I'm not <laughs> I'm not the tallest bloke, so um, got to get my timing right, uh, get my footwork right. That's for sure. But um, yeah, oh, there's certainly craft to it. Yeah, and like some, are you are you planning it? Because you know, eyes. You know, when you see them happen, the eyes are always up. So you're not like scoping out. Okay, I'm going to put my knee in that guy's back. You're sort of just. Nah, no, that's that's probably a bit of just an eight footy sense that sort of stuff. You know, the guys that are really good at it sort of got a sense of awareness and, and where they are but um it's not a, something you practice a whole heap to be honest um a few of the bigger boys practice it a bit at training but um no nah, it's just yeah i guess it's one of those footy things must feel pretty good yeah it does yeah it's yeah the, um i think you got to go for about five to get one so um yeah it's a bit of just a few efforts are you uh old enough now to reflect on sort of the journey uh of, of like the evolution of you as like a, as a player and maybe like a mentality wise you're captain of the footy club now you certainly weren't as an 18 year old and you've had your ups and downs on the field um you're old enough now to sort of reflect and see the change that you like as a person yeah yeah definitely i um oh when i was 18 i was probably the furthest one away out of anyone to be captain uh, you know and it's not something i ever thought about my first four or five years you know i was nowhere near it um just yeah immature and you know you know stuffed up a lot off field as well so um had had to grow up a lot yeah um taking you know the last four or five years taking a lot more serious and in terms of my leadership and um realizing that you know i got um got some influence over the group and i should put it to put it to good use and um something i've worked on but no, yeah, I have certainly seen uh, evolution and um, something I've worked on and, you know, become more aware of. You look like this year as a captain, you've gone to another level from afar. Do, do you feel like the leadership element's, like, been positive for your performance? Yeah, I, yeah, it's interesting. Um, well, I guess I sort of worry less about my performance now. Like, it's more about how's, you know, how, is anyone struggling? How's everyone going? Um How's individuals feeling? Um, you know, we've got a lot of guys playing really good footy, you know, building them up. And, you know, that was sort of my goal internally at the start of the year was like, you know, you'll get like four or five guys have career best years. I want like 10 or 11 guys to have career best years and, you know, create a really positive environment for them, um, which I think we're sort of building at the moment. And some of the young boys are having, you know, awesome years. And I guess that's what's sort of energising me. And, um, you know, we've... I guess in the, even the last few weeks, you know, we've had a lot of inside 50s and I'm just a result of that. So um, I sort of look at it like that and creating creating a great environment to, to be get be get the best out of yourself. Do you feel like that team element's always been in, in you though? I know you've matured and grown and got older and all that stuff's pretty natural, but like that stuff you're talking about is like being a team guy. Like, did, does it, Has that always been a part? Like, has that been something that's, whether you knew how to show it or not, like that winning element, wanting the team to win. Yeah, I think that's always been no, that's always been something that's come really natural and something of um you know, it's probably why I was had a lot of respect amongst the group. You know, guys internally knew that, but I was, you know, stuffing up off field or on field. Um and and so people in you know, externally probably go, Well, he's just a fucking idiot. Um but I was um no, I just I was wanted to win as much as anyone and I, I sort of mentioned before like throughout those years I probably put too much weight on myself and winning and losing and um and just not you know like how I you know that's how my mood would be determined throughout the week and you know losing finals and stuff like that it'd burn me for for ages but um um so I guess it's always been there yeah was was there a point where you just where you decided like hey, I'd like to be the captain now and you, know, you said you you never you were far from it early days but is there a moment that you go okay I'm gonna I, I know people don't like really campaign for it but 
You have to make they it do. be known. They do. So he might not admit it, but... Mate, <laughs> you they, go around they the boys. Do. Mate, they've got to get votes somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Suddenly start getting boys around for dinner. <laughs> Granny's never had the boys around. Yeah, <laughs> so there's no, all, all the first year boys are coming around. Curry night at Green's house. Yeah. Did you or not? Did they come around? Yeah, they come around. <laughs> well, they, they would have come around anyway. Yeah, so. yeah good, good. Um, curry night. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's not curry. Um, <laughs> um, I get, probably only in the last, like, two or three years to be honest like i was you know captain with cogs and chook last year and um and vice captain before that with you know so like didn't happen you know it was pretty recent to be honest i thought oh yeah well um maybe i could do a good job and be good at it um as i said like the four or five years leading into that like probably leon encouraged me to you know get better at it and and actually own it and and even come in the leadership group um so it's something i've just sort of yeah worked on for for a while now but it's it's been a slow burn i saw a story or maybe you spoke about it before um the the feedback for use of a better word from uh fans and people watching on at ground it's not always the best when your family is around yeah (laughs) did you net did you then come along to the game maybe the grand final i reckon it was the maybe it was the was it the grand final? It might have been. It was one of the Richmond ones at the G. It might have been 2017 prelim because it was about 96,000 Richmond supporters and 1,000 Giants. It was like <laughs> it was one of the most. It was an awesome atmosphere, but like it was a. It was probably the most dominated crowd ever in, a, in terms of AFL game. Because yes. um, the prelim, you actually you got all the fans. It's not all the corporates. Good um, point. So. Um, yeah, and you know, I used to, yeah, you know, I still do cop a bit from the crowd, but um, that was um probably in in its prime. Um, I think Grandma was a bit disappointed with a few Richmond supporters. Yeah, she um she can get pretty mean as well, Grandma. She like, gave a bit of feedback. Oh, no, she was she wasn't happy. Yeah, responding to people. Wow, well, she's not. She would have been about eighty nine at the time, so she couldn't uh, she couldn't really um she can't raise her voice a, a whole heap, but um yeah, she was she's a bit disappointed. Do you do you do you do you hear it? I mean, spend a bit of time in the goal square. I used to, I used to, you know, bit of bit of feedback on bald bald head, fat rig. Do you, do, what are you, what are you copping from the crowd these days? Oh, does I, it affect you? Or are you are nah, you that certainly doesn't affect me. Um, you know, it's you pr- most it? of it's pretty. I, to be honest, I like, I don't like. I hear it, but I don't acknowledge it or like take anything in. To be honest, like I'm thinking about where the ball's about to go um but i yeah i mean it sort of depends where you are i think you'd be able to hear it some games with not a ninety thousand. if if there's not you'd be able to hear yeah oh you can definitely hear it it's just like i don't take a whole heap in um most of it's pretty funny um what about when you're lining up because like you've you've slotted goals or you kicked a lot kick shots anyway from right near the boundary on set shots You, you able to just sort of put that aside or does that get you at all no not at all in those situations it's like i'm just worrying about my routine and uh i could pretty much don't hear anything um have you had much fan interaction no not really i'm not like a big celebrator either like with the crowd or anything like that so um no i haven't to be honest still remember the day down at tassie um i had two fans follow me from end to end telling me that I was powering the entire city of Hobart with the solar panels on my head. <laughs> <laughs> and they continued their feedback on social media for about three weeks. Actually, still speak to them. Good mates with both. <laughs> it was no. <laughs> time in, in Goal Square. Where, where, where do you play? You know, like you, you, you're you're a forward. Is is that where you play your best footy? Do you do you play there? You know, I'm not going to talk about the back line. But do you see yourself ever moving back up up into the into nah. the box? Nah, I'm, I think I'm done with it. Like, I enjoy going to centre bounces and um, trying to do a, a little bit more of that and add, you know, sort of gone away from it for a bit, but trying to bring it back in a little bit more this year. Um, it's a good way just to break it up as well. But no, nah, I'm a forward, yeah, forward through and through, and I will be f- till I'm done, I reckon. What's the best game of footy you've ever played? Um, AFL or junior? Oh. This game, um, oh, juniors don't count. You get some good ones there. I heard, <laughs> I heard potentially he kicked six goals in the last quarter. 
Uh, oh, that one was a good one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one. Yeah. That. Uh, yeah. Against Saviour, it was for Wesley in year twelve. Um, it was a good day. Yeah. I had the, so I had the whole, all my mates and the whole school there in the in the crowd kicking to that end. So it was a good day. They moved. They moved you forward in the last. I think I was cramping, so I went and sat full forward <laughs> and just. Yeah, I think I kicked five in the last. It was a good, great day. <laughs> <laughs> what about AFL level? You gotta have you gotta have a game that's like, yeah, I was, that was good. Oh, yeah, oh, probably it's last. Too year. humble. Nah, no, well, I was kicking seven last year. Was you know that's the best day and had a bit of the footy. So we lost. So that doesn't really count. True. <laughs> Hardest opponent, guys that you reflect over your career, guys that have been really difficult to match up on. Yeah, I had some bloody good ones over the journey like always had great battles with Dylan Grimes um you know, he's tough and quick and he's tall tall a lot taller than me yeah, yeah. um and he's, he certainly makes it hard for you um even guys like uh you know when Adelaide were flying like 17 18 16 um Luke Brown who, who not many people would would know or, or would recognize but um always struggled on him um what it, they always probably always beat us, but um, real dour type operator. Oh, he did not did not care about the footy. No, right. no. <laughs> um, he was he was he was bloody good. Um, oh, there's just there's, there's one every week. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, they're some of the. Oh yeah, there's there's a lot to be honest. Like yeah, got it. What about you? You know, what about a bunny? You got a bunny? Do it. Nah, because I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> moz myself. <aren't> <laughs> just say Scully. Just say Will Scully. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. goes absolute pleb. <laughs> um, I reckon you're like, I don't know if it's misunderstood or what, whatever whatever it is, but like, I don't think people get to see Toby Green. Um, they see him on the footy field and there's probably not a lot of other attention other than that. Like, what sort of sort of bloke are you? What are you doing outside of footy? What's What's... Yeah, um, oh, pretty pretty relaxed. Like, um, sound like it doesn't sound like much bothers you. <laughs> um, no, I, lo- oh, I love my travel. I'm doing starting doing my MBA at the moment, so oh, yeah. just nice. trying to knock that off. Um, oh, just slowly. So I did my commerce degree and then getting into that and enjoy that. Um, doing yeah, travel. Love the beach. Love love a bit of surfing. Um, I hear you getting a suit, get into the city in here, do a few deals. Yeah, Maddie every now and then. Yeah, Athlete I mean, ventures. yeah, that's yeah. Maddie DeBoer's been really good, and that's been I've found that super interesting. Um, and then yeah, I got got my dog Oreo. We spend a bit of time together. <laughs> um, and then yeah, I, yeah, so just sort of pretty relaxed though, and in, enjoying all those things. Has there been a time? I spoke about the inaugural team, and that has there been opportunities to come home, and and yeah, has there been real times where had to consider being here or not? Oh, there's been opportunities, no doubt. But um, no, like well, I think I was my last, well, it, like when I signed a, my six year deal, like I didn't really entertain anything to be honest. Like I was pretty happy, and um, you know, manager Paul Connors was, you know, like he didn't really tell me anything other than, you know, you got interest if you if you want to explore it. And I was like, well, I'm pretty happy, and you know, I want to have a crack at winning one here, and um, that was that was that was that was it really. So, um, never been close to to leaving. To be honest, do you remember much of the? Um, remember the AFL? I think Amazon did a series. GWS was pretty yeah. prominent in that. Do you remember much of that? Was that like a? Yeah, it was on um, on Cogs. Um, yeah, it was pretty much on Cogs. Yeah, I I remember it like because I would have hated it like as as Cogs. I would have I would have fucking found that an absolute nightmare. But um, I've never actually watched it, but just because we didn't have a great year and um, in hubs that year, yeah, it was a tough year for Cogs, tough year for the club. Um, so yeah, mm. I've, ne- I've ne- I haven't I haven't rewatched it, but I just remember thinking like someone following me with the camera the whole time, I would have hated it so much. <laughs> this current group of GWS players, the group you're leading as captain, um, the the goal is a flag, I assume. It'd be, it'd be the same for everyone around the country, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. Like, um, even you know, the last month, I feel like we, you know, starting to play some decent footy and got nine games to go. Probably have to win seven to to make to to try and make finals. So, 
that's where we want to start. But um, Adam Kingsley, what's it been like? Been awesome. Yeah, he sort of brought in whole new footy program, whole new coaches. You know, the way we're playing is different to how I've ever played. Um, whole new system. It's been really enjoyable and created a, yeah a really positive environment and um, yeah enjoying it. You um, have you had to change facilities along the way? Have you been in? What's the journey been like building that club? Have you, yeah. have you always moved around a bit? Well, we started in Blacktown. Um, yes. Just in like Demountables and we're training on the baseball field for a bit there. <laughs> <laughs> um, which wasn't, it's probably not ideal um, circumstances for performance, but um, that was just how it was. And we didn't really know any better. We got drafted and realised our dream, so just go along with it. But um Club moved to yeah the Sydney Olympic Park in the second end of the second year maybe or um, moving to the facility, our new facility where, where we've been at now um, so that that was huge and I think you know the, um, it was big for the club because it would have struggled I reckon if we had stayed in Blacktown just with um, facilities and and uh, things like that but getting crowds to games yeah well and yeah which we play next door to where we train now and yeah just it just makes life a bit easier but um yeah it's yeah, it's been good we're almost done i forgot to um touch on around that grand final time clearly you know all all, all a great week um leading up into it um but one really big thing that i remember about the time was the song big big mm. sound yeah can that, you did, that became a full meme as as players did you have any understanding what was going on yeah i kind of remember it like i remember the boys would yeah the boys yeah i do sort of remember because i reckon we're playing it on like the bus and the plane like we're probably playing it on the plane that night um <laughs> i remember shory kept singing it that's just my big memory like <laughs> do you do you remember that grand final week like the lead up yeah 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 it, was, it sounds like you've wiped the jf from your mind a little bit Oh, I remember the grand final parade wasn't great for me because I was sitting on this car going five k's an hour, just getting abused. I was like, <laughs> "Fucking hurry up!" <laughs> um, like most people, it's it's a pretty fun, enjoyable ride. But I was just Richmond supporters, just and because I'd been suspended the week before and been in the media a bit, they were just handing me. Um, That's low hanging like, fruit. Though. Can you hurry this fucking car up? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so who are you sitting next to? Jez, like, Cameron. So he would he was he he would have he wouldn't have enjoyed it either. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it was. I mean, it was a great week. As, as I said, it was just you know monumental achievement for the club. And I do remember, like, yeah, it was first time footy in Sydney. Like, well, for us, that you know, everyone coming up to you and saying good luck, well done, um, which you don't get a whole heap of. Yeah, we had Collingwood in that. In well, we had Hawthorne and Collingwood. Not a lot of great feedback coming from either of those sides, either, mate. <laughs> so it's probably not that too rare, um, mate. That's done and dusted. We 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 from from us anyway. We're gonna get to social media. No, not social. Social, yes. But um, I want to finish our little bit and say good luck for the year. We appreciate your time. No, appreciate You've it. You've heard enough questions from Dan and I though. Um, let's get into some of the questions from our audience. Yeah. Social media. You impressed with that? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Um, word lingo. Th thought you might be a bit impressed. All right, Scotty McKenzie, 71. Uh, do you feel that the responsibility of captaincy has changed you? If so, how? Nah, I don't think it has. Like, um, I, I, I reckon I've yeah, sort of been asked that before. Like, it, do you feel a lot more pressure? Oh, no, I don't. Like, I just sort of haven't changed at all really like I've got to I know I've got to be more aware of how others are feeling and, and try and as I said create a great environment but not feeling pressured by it but no what about pre-game rev up sorry this isn't in here I'm just how are nah, you no that's well Damn that's not my strength like seconds. I'm not great at that um mostly just try and take the piss or um <laughs> it's probably my big work on um sometimes trying to get out of speech that just doesn't go how I thought it would do you so, speak to the boys every week yeah, like, most of it. Yeah, some of it. some like I've played under captains that would would delegate. You give, <laughs> give it to the like someone who get the. No, no, nah, nah, do it most weeks. Like we, you know, I got great guys like Cogs, Chook, Wardy, Tom Green. You know, like no, nah, I do do it most weeks. And um, as I said, my delivery can be better at times. <laughs> do they do they hang shit on you if it's bad? Yeah, 
Oh, they just laugh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they try and take it seriously and go, you fuck that up. <laughs> uh, Frio Hub. Uh, why do you think the small forward role is the hardest position to play in the AFL? Well, yeah. Do you think? Yeah, do you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, it probably is, yeah. I think oh, high half forward's probably even harder um, just in terms of work rate and, and um, you know, limited opportunities. You know, you've got a nail and – as a, you're not around the ball the whole time, so you don't get an opportunity to influence the game. So, um, And then if you've got a guy trying to stop you who doesn't worry about the footy, it, it makes it even harder because you're sort of a byproduct of what happens in front of you. Uh, Amos Theory. Uh, who was your biggest influence in helping you create the style of player you are on the field? Yeah, um, oh, there's been lots of guys along the journey. James McDonald, early days when I was, you know, started at Giants and he was a midfield coach and, just teaching really good values and and um, standards, and then like Stevie J has been really big along the way for some forward line staff. Um, you know, Leon as well had a huge part of that. Yeah, was it commonly known within the footy club that Dean Brogan uh, looked like your mascot for quite some time? Well, he looked like the Port Adelaide <laughs> mascot. I didn't know that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well done, um, <laughs> uh, Dean Beasel underscore. How do you enter beast mode at the end of games? Uh, so very often to be in the right place and the right time to deliver and win games. No, I, I, I don't think about it, to be honest. I just, um, I guess, trying to get to the next contest and influence it. Um, I'm adding more in it as we go. Sydney rivalry, uh, Battle of the Bridge. Is that real? Yeah, it is. No, it's good. It's, um, yeah, there is a healthy rivalry there. Um, there's a bit of feeling in the last game as well. Um, so um, it's certainly there, yeah. Brett Kirk medal awarded by Brett Kirk, who is the assistant coach at Sydney. Don't even comment because I don't want to take – I don't want this clipped up anywhere. But Toby Green's won the best on ground. Kicked yep. uh, two of the last four goals of the game. Win the game by 100 goals. Incredible stuff. But Brett Kirk is the assistant coach at Sydney. Feel so they've just got done. It's feel flat. flat. I tell you right. <laughs> I tell you what, Kirk, no, he was I'm, not happy. Well, I'm actually like mates with him. I've you know, met him a fair few times and – I saw that he copped a bit for that. He, he actually sent me a message because he, he must have been copping a bit, but I didn't think anything of it, to be honest. So. There, you there you go. That's probably... What, what about... I've got to throw another one in here. Um, All-Australian all, captain, all Australian, um, blazer. We had a... Um, we had an Brad, incident. We had an incident. incident. Brad Shepard yeah. is All-Australian. He was bloody good. He was hard to play on as well, actually. He's one that I missed. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, he didn't get his blazer because of... Um, the AFL's incompetency to, to deliver. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, during COVID. Um, it's sort of like, let's done this journey and we eventually got him his blazer. We, we arranged it. But then we discovered that you only get the one. So, and you just yeah. get the extra badge on it, with, which sort of blew our minds. We just thought you got a new blazer every time. Where's yours at the moment? You're a two-time All-Australian player. Yeah, it's at mum's house. Um, well, I think the COVID second one as well. Yeah, I don't reckon that it has been. You haven't got your second thing Well, I don't there? think it's been repatched or whatever. Right, um, well. We'll make that happen. To the list, please, boys. <laughs> Seriously, I don't know how much more we we'll can We'll come past your mum's, pick it up. We'll make sure it gets a patch on there. <laughs> uh, Dean B, uh, no, the Jay Jaden. Please explain what your feelings were watching the prelim final. Oh, we, we, we touched come. on it a bit, but not really. Give us too much. Yeah. I mean, Which one? Well, no, yeah, true. No, he's probably talking about 2019. But, I mean, 20, 20, 2017. Oh, 29. Yeah, watching it. yeah. 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 Yeah, you, as you I spoke said, about it. You, you yeah. didn't want to let the boys down. You spoke about it. AJ Dot Looker. Uh, if you had to be stuck on a deserted island for three months with one other person, who would it be? Think, oh. think hard about this, mate. Because Georgia. I better say Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Georgia. Nice to see you. I hope you're watching along. Uh, Scotty underscore Tomo. Uh, what is it? Uh, what does being part of the GWS club DNA for future players mean to you? Ooh. Scotty going deep. Yeah, no, that's. Well, as I said, I want to create like the best environment possible to get the best out of yourselves and best out of it, best out of, yeah, the best career you can have. Um, so it does mean a lot to me. Yeah, I'm you know trying to install that now, and I think we have got a great young crop coming through that, you know, that sort of remind me when I was their age. You know, they're really tight, and um, I think there's some really good players that, that that you'll see, and they put a lot of work in. Eggman, how do you like your eggs cooked? I don't cook eggs too much, but uh, you don't have to cook them. Why don't you go to a cafe? What do you? What's your order? Well, I, I change it up. It's either scrambled or poached. Really, yeah. you're a changer. Yeah, <laughs> it goes by. And you would say scrambled. 
Huh? I knew you'd say scrambled. Really? Seemed like a scrambled ace guy. Mate, we're done and dusted. Did you have fun? Yeah, that was good. Thanks for having me. Um, our patrons, we're going to have one more story from Toby Green after this. So stay tuned. If you want to join up to that, backchatstudios.com uh, today. You can find all the gear over there. Uh, a big thank you to our sponsors, our supporters, Fleet Network, powering the podcast this year. Swimply, Whippersnapper Whiskey, Mugger River Roasting Co. I reckon we could almost hook Toby up with almost something from each one of these sponsors, mm. by the way. Swimply, get him a pool. Whippersnapper, give him some whiskey. I reckon he'd enjoy that. Mugger River Roasting Co. Gets it, we'll make sure it's extra hot. Blue Bet, <laughs> uh, gamble responsibly. Shelter Brewing Co., Beer company. I mean, you you this you, you yeah. like this podcast. Oh, the coffee right? beans would be great, Margaret River. That'd okay. be sensational. Very good. Right. We'll get some of those. Very good. Leadable cameras. Um, we'll either get him to fight Lydio or we can get him some. He's the owner of the shop. Yeah. He's a black belt. He's a black belt karate expert. Yeah. You got any um any martial art um degrees or qualifications? No qualifications, but I rate myself, yeah. Backchatpodcast.com <laughs> <laughs> today, you all of it there, uh, patrons, all of the jazz. Toby, thank you, mate. Uh, thank you, our partners, and uh, stay tuned for one more story from Tokyo. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.